0: Welcome to Healthy Choices with your host, Ray Solano from Austin, Texas. We're ready for your calls right now. Call in toll-free at 877-956-9566. Now, here's your host, Ray Solano.
1: Well, good afternoon, and welcome to Healthy Choices XM as we're broadcasting live from XM Studios here in Austin, Texas on this Labor Day weekend. I'm your host, Ray Solano, and clinical pharmacist and clinical nutritionists, as we're, you know, we're dedicated to give you choices in your health care. And that couldn't be more said for our topic today. Today's topic is about some really interesting choices you have in supportive cancer therapy. This is a controversial topic for some, but this is one of our most, you know, I guess almost a requested topic for our today's show. So you want to want to take some notes, may want to, Grab a family member because you're going to learn a lot from today's show, especially from some of our unique desk uh, guests. Our new listeners, we welcome all of our new listeners as we're becoming one of the most popular radio shows on Weekend XM Family Talk 131 and also Wellness Radio 1570 out of Minnesota. And as we always say, we're the only show that's brave enough to be live on Saturday afternoon where everybody else is a taped interview, and, but we take live callers. Our phone number is 877-956-9566. If you'd like to join us uh, today, and also if you want to text us, 512-219-0724. And you're really going to enjoy today's guest. Our first one is going to be Dr. Mary Hardy, MD, a recognized leader in the field of integrative oncology. And also will be joining us would be David Wales, Founder, the president, founder and president of American Biosciences. He's here to help us really understand the supporting research in this field of medicine, supportive care for for cancer therapy. We would like to thank uh, the sponsors of our today's show, Prescription Dispensing Labs, better known as PD Labs. PD Labs is a nationally licensed, research-based specialty pharmacy. It focus on custom pharmaceuticals for the treatments of brain inflammation, Lyme, and mold therapies. Check out the website, pdlabsrx.com. In the second half of our show, Anthony Capasso is going to join us for his brief announcement on his new research on your mitochondria, those energy powerhouses that energize our bodies. He'll give a quick announcement before uh, at the end of our, our show today. Again, uh, you're listening to Healthy Choices XM. If you want to join us, 877-956-9566. We may be having a little bit of phone issues today. Our phone number is going to be changing to 866-408-6826. But try either one of those lines. But as always, you can text us if you have your questions, 512-219-0724. And as we are a live radio show, we're not going to let any small technical difficulties stop our show. Is that right, Sean? I guess you can't yes, hear me okay. All right, well good. Our first guest is Dr. Mary Hardy. She's the past medical director of the Sims Man UCLA Center for Integrative Medicine. She has served on as a board member for the Stills Integrative Oncology Center at UCLA. And very active in teaching and research and along she is the founder of the Wellness Works Center. Dr. Hardy, welcome to Healthy Choices XM.
2: Hi, Ray. Thanks so much for having me.
1: Well, thank you. I'm glad you were able to get on our new phone number. We're having a little bit of technical difficulty today, but I can hear you just fine.
2: Good, good, good. Well, technical difficulty just makes us persevere.
1: That's right. It makes us stronger. And also joining mm-hmm. our discussion is David Wales. He's founder and president of American Biosciences, David has an enormous record of developing strong evidence-based clinical uses of natural medicine solutions for some of our toughest health challenges. David, welcome to Healthy Choices XM. Thank you very much,
3: Ray, and hello, Mary. How
2: are you? Hi, David. How are you?
1: Good. Well, great. Everybody, everybody can hear each other, so we're 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 off to a great start. Uh, Dr. Hardy, as we begin our discussion today, you know we we mm-hmm. talked earlier today. Uh, Maybe if we can give our listeners your overview of this topic, supportive therapy mm-hmm. for cancer patients, because this is this is kind of a new term. Uh, what we're talking about, we're we're looking at the the whole picture, and you know, help our pa- our patients really kind of frame uh, this discussion for today. This this topic of supportive therapy for cancer.
2: Great, I'm really delighted to have the opportunity to talk to you and to your audience because I think this is a um, an area in cancer care that is largely not emphasized in conventional care. And in part, it's because the um, modalities that are included, diet, exercise, stress management, and appropriate supplementation, are really not taught in conventional medical schools. So most of this work... Um, is not so well-known to conventional oncologists. For example, if you ask a conventional oncologist, what should you eat? You're often going to get back a very um, non, nonspecific directive, eat whatever you want, just keep your weight up, uh, eat all the fattening food you can, etc. when in fact I think research shows us that that's exactly the wrong way to go. Um, the diet that seems to work best during conventional treatments, is a diet that's high in protein, a diet that helps you uh, get all the nutrients you need, all the proper vitamins, minerals, precursors of collagen, things that should help support your lean body mass, help reduce fatigue, and and again, generally, my goal is to keep people as well as they can possibly be throughout the whole um, the whole course of treatment. Uh, it, it, you wouldn't send someone to an elective surgery if they hadn't eaten anything in a month. You'd want to get them in the best possible shape, and then you would do an elective surgery. Well, it's kind of the same idea. Um, there's a lot of difficulty in getting people to eat well during cancer care, changes in taste, nausea, et cetera. So part of what supportive care does is not only give directions about what to eat, and when to eat and how to eat, but will potentially give you uh, suggestions on how to reduce nausea and make it easier to eat. So uh, ginger is a great uh, tool for that, acupuncture, acupressure, et cetera. The other component that I think is critical for uh, patients to know about during treatment is exercise. And, and that seems really counterintuitive to a lot of patients when I tell them to get out and walk every day because they think, well, I'm sick and I don't feel good and I should be able to stay in bed, you know. I, 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 no one can push me, I'm the sick patient. But it turns out that 45 minutes of moderate cardiovascular exercise or some exercise that raises your heart rate a little bit actually not only helps with maintaining your energy but probably makes your your treatment work better. There's studies that show that's true for uh, colon cancer and breast cancer, for example. And then stress management, I think, um, is critical. Again, it, it allows you to sleep naturally, and having natural sleep is restorative. We know that it helps support mood, and we know that patients who are depressed don't do as well in treatment. And again, it helps you just float, th- you know, s- go through the um, stressors of treatment and the uncertainties of diagnosis, prognosis, with the least wear and tear on your body, mind, and spirit. Uh, and then finally, I think we'll spend some more time later on talking about appropriate supplementation that will reduce toxicity of treatment, help support uh, wellness and health, reduce symptoms, and maybe even um, support normal cell function.
1: So you're telling us that it's a really important that if you're doing traditional chemotherapy, that the things uh-huh. that we know, the strength in the body, we have to pay attention to. And unfortunately, right. Right. we find that what you just mentioned, all those things that are, are so critical, are the least attentive to all of our the cancer patients. They're being told they can eat whatever they want. They usually mm-hmm. are told to eat foods that are very, very high in sugar in batches to uh-huh. try to increase their calories but unfortunately yes. we found that sugar is one mm-hmm. of the best fuels for for cancer and that's and that's what people need to understand is if they maybe if they if they listen to one thing on our show today healthy choices xm that they realize that sugar is probably the probably the number one thing to avoid that if for if you're a high risk for cancer or if you're under, undergoing can uh, chemotherapy right
2: well i would say that that's, that that's true although i don't think any food is completely forbidden if if it's your anniversary or somebody's birthday you know have that piece of cake don't be yeah. don't go to diet jail but but you <laughs> i like that
1: diet jail that's great
2: right? your routine choices should be towards um you know healthy fats, and low-glycemic foods, foods that don't bump your insulin up. Insulin promotes uh, a context of inflammation. And we know that inflammation is a very permissive pathway for lots of chronic disease, including cancer. So I would say whole foods, plant-based foods, and then during active treatment, you need to be sure you get enough protein because that's what's going to protect your body from having muscles broken down um, and torn down during during treatment. And so that's going to help support energy, which then helps exercise, which then gives you enough energy to do your stress management, et cetera. So I think it starts with diet but doesn't end there.
1: Right. You're listening to Healthy Choices XM. Our phone number is 877-956-9566. If you want to text us, we may be having a little bit of telephone difficulty today, Our phone our text number, our number is 512-219-0724. And we'd like to see if we can bring David into this discussion. David, welcome to Healthy Choices XM.
3: Thanks again, Ray. I'm listening. I love Mary's advice.
1: Well, good. David, you've had a lot of experience in understanding the cancer metabolism and really understanding the uh, some of the history of discovering uh, sugar in its in how it reacts in the cell. And also, maybe if you can uh, also enlighten us on how the fermented wheat germ was discovered.
3: Oh, sure. Okay, well, first of all, getting back to your point with sugar, and Mary's underlying point is, you know, that the sugar which breaks down into glucose is used by all the cells in your body. That's the normal healthy metabolism, glucose plus oxygen makes ATP. And, um, however, Mary's point also is it's not the glucose that's the problem. It's the insulin that's the problem. So spiking glucose leading to, uh, you know, high levels of insulin, uh, and insulin, you know, perturbs your other hormones and is inflammatory. It promotes inflammation. It also promotes, uh, cell proliferation. So for cancer patients, regulating insulin is the thing. And what you're asking about in terms of metabolism in cancer, So Mary knows this well, and she might know it better than I, but Otto Warburg was a German physician who in the 30s observed that all cancers utilize glucose at a higher rate than normal cells. And where normal cells use glucose with oxygen to make ATP, uh, the cancer cells share a non-oxidative glucose characteristic, and they ended up calling that Warburg metabolism, and they refer to the Warburg effect. And so one of the, um, let's say, contemporaries of Warburg was a guy by the name of Albert St. Georgie, who uh, was noted uh, was awarded the Nobel Prize for describing the processes of cell metabolism called the Krebs cycle, which is actually the Krebs St. Georgie cycle. And he realized that if cancer was a disease of cell metabolism, rather than per se kill cancer cells, focus on regulating that abnormal metabolism. And St. Georgie, in the 80s, published research that a compound from wheat germ called dimethyl-substituted benzoquinones, naturally occurring in wheat germ, would inhibit cancer-specific cell metabolism. And uh, after he passed away, late in the 80s, uh, another Hungarian uh, chemist came along and realized you could make this DMBQ, as it's called, from wheat germ by fermenting wheat germ by baker's yeast. And that started a series of studies so that there are about 50 published studies showing that fermented wheat germ extract creates a compound that regulates cancer-specific cell metabolism and restores oxidative glucose metabolism, the normal metabolism. And that's really interesting. The research showed really good results. Your guest who's going to come on later and talk about mitochondria will probably uh, touch on the fact that mitochondria, what they call the powerhouse of the cell, does more than just produce ATP. Mitochondria regulate gene expression. And uh, there are all kinds of genes that are associated with healthy cell function that lead to well-differentiated genes. And when things perturb the mitochondrial function, you get changes in gene expression. And you can get subtle changes in gene expression that lead to some of the characteristics of aging cells—they just don't do what they're supposed to do, or these cells completely lose their programming. Their genes mutate, and that mutation is allowed by mitochondrial dysfunction, and that may lead to cancer and other health issues. And there's a whole range of of, of health issues. So, I hope I, that answered your question. Well, From Entry- you've done
1: a you're great job, and you know, as as all listeners can. It, uh, can attest is that you're you're highly skilled in in into this area, and it's important to realize is these are these are nutritionals that are clinically based. They have scientific research behind it, and it is it is used as an important part of this therapy. And one of the the important I guess distinctions is that many times people try to understand that natural medicine just because it is it has the a natural word in it is somehow not effective but as far f- from what you're talking about is it's it's far from the truth that this is that you have to uh, be able to use these natural medicines because as we we spoke earlier Dr. Hardy that it's it's really important to put the balance between risk and reward versus toxicity mm-hmm. Uh, for the for therapy especially for for many times a traditional chemotherapy because many of these medicines are very toxic and they'd be very devastating to the body so you have to be able to balance them in combination with the best uh, me- therapies including natural medicine right
2: yep and um, a lot of my patients people come to me because they want to know what can they do to help themselves and David's material is one of the things I use very often, and I'll talk a bit more about that in a second. But I want to I make a couple of points about context very, very clear. I'm not advocating uh, substituting uh, a natural, quote-unquote, natural therapy, proven, unproven. I don't think there is any natural therapy that we have currently available to us that I'm aware of that can reliably induce a response in um, and treat cancer by itself Um, i'm very hopeful that some things will come from that i have a great interest in spontaneous remissions to try to understand how those happen to see if we can encourage that but i always tell people and i'm real clear with the oncologists i work with i consider my role supportive not primary treatment and i think that's important because um, when people avoid the conventional system we see that they don't do as well, and that I think is real important to say up front. Secondly, most of my patients are somewhat, are, are sometimes frustrated with their oncologist. Well, why can't they just accept this? And I try to, to talk about the risk-benefit ratio like you did and say, look, they're using a very toxic therapy, and they're using it so precisely that, that they get benefit for a significant risk. White cells go down. You might lose your hair, et cetera. It might mess up some function in some of your organs. That's perfectly true. So they're very resistant without, without knowing a lot of details, to do anything that might reduce the effectiveness of their therapy, while still keeping the toxicity. So they're there trying to do good work. They really have, uh, are well meaning. Most almost that's who my colleagues are. But I think we need to understand this that when you balance risk versus benefit, everybody has to make that choice looking at how much toxicity or how much potential harm versus how much potential benefit. I think I think oncologists really emphasize the potential harm part because they're responsible for that, given the drugs are given. But I think sometimes patients are vulnerable and they tend to emphasize the benefit or potentially overemphasize the benefit and that leaves them um, in a place where they could potentially become victims to people who are pushing therapies with with no research behind them, no evidence of efficacy, often high cost and often no benefit and sometimes toxicity. So I think that's why it's important that, that you have this kind of a show, that there are people out there who can counsel patients about how to choose wisely. From all the things that
1: are available, so that's exactly you know, as a clinical pharmacist and practicing for over twenty years, I've never seen there's very few research done alongside traditional chemotherapy of natural medicine. That's one of the things that uh-huh. i I was very surprised of in what we're talking about today. Is is combination therapy that is is researched? Uh-huh. It's evidence based, uh-huh. and uh-huh. It, it is. It, we've seen a lot of positive results with patients, and I think that's what you're talking about. You have to really exactly. see the evidence, because uh, there, yeah, there's a lot of choices out there. Go. I'm sorry. Go ahead.
2: Right, and so for example, we're looking at the fermented wheat germ. That starts with something that's a food source. It's, it's subjected to fermentation, which is a very um, – biochemically, fermentation is a very sophisticated process. It changes the substrates of what's – and makes unusual com- combinations or might produce different kinds of materials. And, you know, fermented foods are a big rage right now. Kombucha, sauerkraut, et cetera, kimchi, these are all foods that, that have um, have been fermented and often have good bacteria in them. This is handled more like a um, more like a natural medicine, so that the fermentation happens, and then all the and it's done by yeast, which is the same yeast that's used to bake bread. Again, very very simple, very um, with a very low profile for risk. And I've been advising patients using this material for over 10 years, and I have to say, unusually, I've really never had an adverse event related to the material, and that's pretty unusual because. You know, I like to say there's no free lunch in the universe. If something's effective enough to, strong enough to be effective, it has the potential for an adverse event. But this might be the one exception to that, in That's my right. experience. I,
1: I think mm-hmm. you agree. You're listening to Healthy yeah. Choices XMR. If you want to text us you, any of your comments, please text us at five one two two one nine zero seven two four, And I'll open up this question. One of our listeners sent in a text, Can aplastic anemia patients use this support as well? Uh, David or Dr. Mary?
2: Um, I'm going to take most of the clinical questions, I think. Now, aplastic anemia is a um, very unusual condition. It often happens um, idiopathically, meaning without the reason being known. It may be due to some other insult, either an infection or um, sometimes medications can cause this. So I... I would have to know more about the um conditions of that to say for sure, but I will say that I wouldn't expect any interference or any harm from this, and there is some um some supportive immune function that's been described for the fermented wheat germ product, so my advice would be find a natural medicine practitioner or an integrative uh physician an integrative pharmacist who understands um conventions of the background of your illness and can advise you specifically because that's a pretty serious illness
1: i think so too you're listening to healthy choices xm we're talking today about supportive therapy for cancer patients in, in cancer today you know the reason why we brought up this this topic uh, is because it's so we, we hear all the time that the survival rate for cancers worldwide is decreasing maybe one or two percent however There's 14 million new cases in 2012 and Mm -hmm. 8.2 million cases of related deaths. This number is, and I think the number for 2018 is 1.7 million new cases just in the United States alone. Uh That's just, no, that's just, this is the statistics just for diagnosed in the United States. It's just way too many people. And unfortunately, a lot of people are dying too early. So we're going to come back after the break. Uh, David and uh, Dr. Hardy, if you would just hold on after the break. We'll be back uh, more about this topic on Healthy Choices XM. And again, our phone numbers are 877-956-9566. And you might want to check out our website, Healthy Choices XM, for some of our some of our exclusive formulas, and also some of our past shows. We'll be back in a few minutes after the break.
0: Let's talk about your healthy choices. We have room for you right now. Toll free at 877-956-9566.
1: Well, welcome back to Healthy Choices XM. We're experiencing a little bit of phone difficulty today. Phone number is 877-956-9566. If you get a busy signal, just text us your questions at 512-219-0724. And if you missed the first part of our show, we're talking about supportive cancer therapy. Again, this is a controversial topic for some, but something is a topic that we get the one of the most requested subject matters for our show, Healthy Choices XM. We have also our guest, Dr. Mary Hardy is MD. She's a recognized leader in the field of integrative oncology. And also David Wales, founder and president of American Biosciences, help us really understand the research. In the in the area of na- some natural me- natural remedies or natural medicine, that his company is to uh, stre- strengthen people's immune system, as it is used in supportive therapy. Thanks for uh, for joining us today. I think we are all back online. David and Dr. Hardy, you're still there, right?
2: I am here.
1: Okay, yep. good. We just got to check. We're as we having a little bit of technical difficulty today but as we talked about the first half of our show we realized we made it very clearly that this is not something to replace uh, an oncologist therapy therapy chemotherapy that somebody is is on at this time this is some questions we want people to realize that you have choices in your healthcare. this is some questions to talk about with your, Mm your with your practitioner this is a combination supportive therapy that is we've found to be very helpful for uh, giving people some ad- additional choices in their therapies and and doctor as we mentioned the first half of our show the, the, there has to be a risk versus reward benefit because mm-hmm. in some of these therapies because they can be very toxic there's maybe a lot of side effects but we've seen as some natural medicine actually has the clinical data actually has the it has been studied it has been verified it has been published in this mm-hmm. area of medicine and this is the reason why we're talking about this uh, on today's show because there are some good choices out there and
2: mm-hmm. and,
1: and doctor uh, excuse me and david you, you you've seen the research you've you I mean you're passionate about it. You spend five minutes. Anybody that spends five minutes with David, they realize that he has he's been through uh, so much of the research to make sure that he's giving the advice to the patients and to physicians that is based on science. And this has been how many years now, David, that uh, American Biosciences has been in existence for for this natural medicine product. Um.
3: Let's see, so American Biosciences was founded in uh, 1999, and we first started to work with the folks that were developing the research on fermented wheat germ probably in about 2002. I believe that we introduced the first product in 2004. We did research. We developed a more refined product that is just more highly purified so you could lower the dose in, I think, 2009. And then we started research with the National Cancer Institute and were able to develop a highly purified form of fermented wheat germ that eliminated gluten, because that's a big issue with people, and reduced the dose significantly so that compliance was much easier. And um, we also found that we learned more about, there's a lot of research on fermented wheat germ. It's very broad, and we learned that the the common, therapeutic target was mitochondrial function. So we couldn't quite understand how this product was beneficial in such a wide range of health issues. But when you start to plug in the mitochondrial control of cell function um, story and and research, then it really started to come together.
1: And the the product, I'm sorry, go ahead, Dr. Hardy.
2: Well, I was just going to say it might be useful for um, me to tell you how I would use some of the research studies looking for kind of a a place where conventional therapy <coughs> might not cover and see how this might be helpful. So I'd like to talk to you about two sets of clinical trials. The first one um, is melanoma. This was a study done in Russia. It was a small study, so I don't want to overstate, but um, these are patients who had pretty advanced melanoma stage three and higher and um, that's a very aggressive cancer and this study was initially done probably close to 10 years ago now so standard of care wasn't very effective there's really much more effective standard of care today but if we're going to look at what happened 10 years ago these people were given conventional treatment and then following the end of treatment for one year they took the fermented wheat germ extract, or they didn't do anything. So both people got the best of conventional treatment, which was not great, but it was the best available. Some took the fermented wheat germ, some didn't. And the ones that didn't, they, um, they're at seven years after the end of treatment, 50% of them were still alive, which exceeded the predicted survival rate. So that's an interesting, and I, so I had a patient that came to see me who had a lung, met, um, a lung metastasis from his melanoma. And I did my usual, here's how to eat, here's how to exercise, here's how to reduce your stress and optimize your mind, body, spirit, and then I want you to take the supplement. And then about a month later, his oncologist called me and said, what did you do to my patient? And, and I was like, um, I don't know, what are you talking about? And apparently his lung metastases had cleared. So that's and I've had a couple of extraordinary responses, some of my colleagues but but the tradition the conventional response I get is much stronger. go through therapy better, et cetera um again uh, and that but the melanoma is not that common a cancer, but let's talk about a more common cancer, which is colorectal cancer. There were mm-hmm. two two um studies done in Israel which were done very well done one was a small study and one was a Larger study. The larger study had 170 patients in it, and they looked at the um, fermented wheat germ extract used in in conjunction with chemotherapy, and or radiation. So they got the best of standard of care. Uh, the second smaller study said that they looked at at curative uh, curative treatment. And what the upshot of this was was that patients by the end had um, had. Uh, reduced rates of metastasis, reduced rates of recurrence. Now, this is um, important because for conventional treatment and these two cancers, there's nothing that conventionally is used. Um, So I often find a really good opportunity for patients is along with conventional care and then following conventional care especially where there's no other treatment that might be offered, this is something I, I often talk to patients about. Because I think it's a unique place for that. And, um, and I think that's – this is one of the only supplements also that has a pediatric study. A bunch of children with – a group of children with um, leukemia were given no, – No, they were
3: solid tumors.
2: Solid tumors. Thanks, David. Because um, I didn't have the paper right in front of me. And and one thing that was important was that their white blood cell count didn't fall like it often does during treatment. So um, and they didn't get fevers from low blood white blood cell counts. So I, I think if you read this literature carefully, there are hints and there are suggestions that it, it does with, it, it does contribute to re- restorative function, like David has talked about. The mitochondria is not just the um, the, the the engine and the cell that makes energy, et cetera, but it also sits at the core of um the metabolic functions come through assessment of of this is the cell performing normally or not normally what 's the cellular environment like um, are there lots of um, oxidative stress in the cell, et cetera, and the mitochondria is really much more like a coordinating um, Organelle, and it's it's an ancient part of ourselves, and so I think it's uh, it's becoming really an, another focus in cancer research. Like, how does the mitochondria relate to the development and the propagation of cancer? And I think if you get a normally functioning mitochondria, you're much more likely to have a um, a genetic profile of it, a gene gene or epigenetic profile, genes or their expression that are uh, that tend to favor uh stability non proliferation healthier cells etc and and this fits right in with my philosophy maintain as much wellness as you can no matter what the external circumstances are
1: that's well said, I mean it just mm-hmm. as you can tell for our listeners listening to healthy choices XM, as we're talking about the topic of supportive cancer therapy and and I have to compliment both of our guests. We have probably the some of the smartest minds on our show today that are giving people choices in their therapy and this is unfortunately, this is not mainstream medicine unfortunately, we have to dig very deeply to be able to get some of the scientific evidence to be able to uh, to be able to plow through some of the misinformation out there, because this should be, and it probably will very soon be mainstream, but right now, it's, it's still uh, considered uh, a little bit uh, different than our mainstream medicine, but this is what our show's about. We're all uh, contributing to giving, get them getting the word out, because now the evidence is there, the science is there, the research is there. It, it, if I can just, uh, I have one of our callers, just a brief, this is a topic we hear all the time, that mm-hmm. one of our listeners said, Is ba- can baking soda kill cancer? I read in a holistic website that it does. My father was diagnosed with prostate cancer and the only treatment, mm-hmm. was, a treatment was a teaspoon of baking soda for a year and today cancer-free. We hear this uh, topic a lot. Mm-hmm. Doctor, mm-hmm. Uh, can you comment on that?
2: So I take these um, reports very seriously. And I, cause I think that um, if you look at just the surface of that report, You're, 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 you're led to believe that it's just the intervention of the baking soda. And I know that's one of the popular remedies. It's supposed to change your pH, et cetera. And we get into a much longer discussion about that. But the thing about an issue like this that really intrigues me is, um, what else might have helped with that response? Um, what about the belief that you had an effective therapy? What about the fact that you stayed well, et cetera? What other choices did you make in terms of diet? Because we know, for example, with um, Dean orish's work with prostate cancer that eating um eating a vegan diet or and a low fat diet um did you drink green tea? There's a lot of things that might all have an addition contributed to that result so I think those kind of um, reports need to be studied need to be taken need to be looked at a lot of questions need to be asked so that we can then find out from the other end is it the supplement is it the attitude is it the diet is it the combination because i think we don't really know yet um so congratulations and i may long may that rain long may that continue
3: yeah i'm a big fan of um you know, trying you know, first of all consulting with doctors and consulting with doctors who specialize in natural and nutritional therapies. And I think mm-hmm. if a patient were to ask any knowledgeable, naturally oriented doctor about baking soda, they'd say, "Well, you know, baking soda may have a place. And you know, if you want to use baking mm-hmm. soda, it's very safe. So let's mm-hmm. make that part of your daily regime. But let's not ignore other well-researched supportive care. And that mm-hmm. uh, I I I talked to thousands of cancer patients every year and uh, I've, I've talked to all kinds of people with fantastic stories of uh, recovery but i think mm-hmm. what mary's saying is that you know outside of a study uh you know those are those are testimonials they're always one-sided dead people never call and tell you how they're doing and mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. you know i think that uh You know, and I've had some amazing, I love the stories of miraculous recovery. I can tell you, I have talked to people, and that's Mm -hmm. a great thing to understand is that it's all in God's hands, and everyone...
2: Or or in some combination of our belief system, how we activate our immune system through our own belief psychology. Well, I mean, that's why I really focus on wellness, because I think if I get you as well as you can possibly be and you feel empowered... Go ahead and give it your best shot, and surprise all of us. Surprise yourself, and and I don't like to limit what could be possible, um, because it's not something I've heard of before. On the other hand, I, I don't I don't put my head under the covers either. So it's a it's a tough balancing act. But uh, I really wish we had a mechanism to talk to people like your patient with the extraordinary recovery, because I think there's so much rich information there that we really should mine to see if we could. Provoke that response more reliably. Wouldn't that be exactly. medicine?
1: Well, you know, it, it sounds like we're going to we, – we're so grateful that we actually have this forum to be able to have this mm-hmm. discussion. It's, it's come a long way in 10 years 10, mm-hmm. uh, that to be able to have this discussion on radio – And we would like to be able to maybe do it again at another time. And one of our listeners, uh, again, David, want to get your contact information. And Dr. Hardy, if you can go uh, first, is there a uh, is there contact information for some of our listeners uh, that may want more?
2: Right now, I'm really mostly um, teaching and uh, writing to try to get our next generation of practitioners up and running with the things that I've learned in 35 years of practice. So I'm not available publicly, but um, if something comes up, David knows how to find me too. So I often will put my two cents worth in on a particularly interesting case.
1: Well, please let us know how we can support your work and, the, uh, and what you're doing to continue because we need more of you because there's a lot of people <laughs> that are out there that uh, need this type of common sense approach uh, well, to, uh, I, I, cancer think we need, I think
2: we need. I think we need the patients to talk to us. I think we need to find a way to collect their stories. That takes uh, skill and time, and obviously some money. So, if any of you are are looking for a good place to donate or a good a good um, a good place to start trying to make a difference, I would encourage you to think about these kinds of areas. They may not be the sexiest, but I think ultimately they're going to be the most useful.
1: Well, we're definitely going to be there to support you. Uh, Thank and, you. And, Thank you. You're welcome, hey, David. Can you give your, your company, American Biosciences, your, your contact information and where to find the wheat germ extract, Metatrol?
3: Okay, great. Well, thanks, right for the opportunity. So, American Biosciences can be found on the internet at AmericanBiosciences.com, and you can call our phone number, which is eight hundred. Uh, let's see. I'm sorry, giving the wrong number. It's eight eight eight. Eight eight four seven 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 zero, and we'll send out literature and samples, and we can help people connect with doctors like Doctor Hardy all over the country. So we're really enormous fans of making sure that people communicate with doctors and doctors who specialize in natural therapies. And uh, with regard to Mary's other point about supporting this research, it's really important. And um, there is a charity called Orchids of Life. And uh, they're funding research and education on natural and nutritional therapies. And specifically, they help fund some of the research on fermented wheat germ extract. And people who would like to know more can go to orchidsoflife.org. And their phone number is 203-570-9294. And that's a great organization. And, Mary, we hope to have you at... As a a speaker, 9293. I'm sorry, what's the right number, Linda? I'm sorry,
1: the right number is area code 203-570-9232. That's good. We got it it here. We'll have that on our website as well, healthychoicesxm.com. Well, folks, uh, we appreciate your time today. We're going to have to have you back on again. And uh, okay. for another live show, we've got a lot of listeners that have sent in a lot of texts, and we'll, have to, uh, we'll get back to them at, at another time. But we appreciate your time uh, on our show today.
3: Sure. And really Ray, i answer those. Text if you need help.
1: Okay, that'd yeah. be great. Dr. And, Hardy, thank and, you for and, and your and time today. You
2: can today. on to me if there's ones I need to answer as well. So okay. thank I... you so much. Okay.
1: Okay, bye thank, bye thank you, you very much. Okay. Thank you, Ray. Yeah. Bye bye. Thank Thanks, you. Mary. You're listening to Healthy Choices XM is probably one of our most award-winning shows of how we can really make a difference in people's lives by really digging in for the choices you have in your health care, especially for patients that are suffering from cancer or people that are just been diagnosed and that can be adults and it could be for children. And this is a this is a natural medicine product, and we wanted to be able to people to understand there is combination therapy that has a lot of research, and there's also a lot of uh, clinical basis for using this in addition to what you may be doing traditional chemotherapy. There's, a, but we're being, seeing a modernization for care today that is not as devastating and not as toxic as it used to be. So check that out, American Biosciences, the fermented wheat germ product, Metatrol, and Dr. Mary Hardy's work that she's doing at Orchids of Life dot org. Check out that website. We're going to switch gears here in our closing moments. We're going to introduce Dr. Anthony Capazzo. Dr. Capazzo, welcome to Healthy Choices.
0: Ray, how are you today?
1: You're doing great. I know I appreciate you spending a little bit of time on this Labor Day weekend. We had a, you know, the first part of our show is, is an integrative medicine approach to cancer therapy. And it's something that you and I have talked about at length. There's so many different choices out there than just one one shoe fits all because cancer is a multifaceted uh, disease. But you know, we, we talked about mitochondria, uh, how that is so important. In fighting cancer and being able to su- and to support mitochondria function, maybe if you can give a, in a few moments uh, some of the new work that you're doing with mitochondria support
0: well, you know I, I listened to the show. it was great, and um, I was very um, happy that they, they mentioned mitochondria, especially when it pertains to cancer because you know that is, that is you know what is being viewed now as um, one of the major targets. Um, is, you know, faulty mitochondria, so to speak, and they're thinking cancer now is a metabolic disorder because it's altering cellular metabolism. And so, you know, the most important thing is to strengthen your mitochondrial function. I know we've talked about this on um, previous shows, and when there's a whole slew of things that, that I talk to my patients about. One of the most important is just regular exercise, um, you know, and, and, and just getting active no matter what it is. That's one of the best things to improve mitochondrial function. And then also looking at your environment and making sure that, you know, we all get exposed to toxins. Look at what's around you and try to to reduce those because mitochondria are easily injured. I mean, everything from the foods that we eat to, you know, the stuff that we put on our body can affect mitochondria. Um, Most importantly, medications. If you're on a medication, more than likely you have some form of mitochondrial dysfunction. And then the last thing I know we've talked about multiple times are diets and how certain diets can promote the health of, you know, mitochondria. Intermittent fasting or the fasting-mimicking diet. You know, we've talked about Prolon before and how those diets have been shown to kind of remove this damaged mitochondria from the body. um, And and this allows the mitochondria to remove waste and these free radicals and these bad proteins that, weaken the immunity um, and, you know, the things that promote, you know, more health and and, and, um, and that. And then the ketogenic diet. Um, you know, we know a diet that is rich in healthy fats, low in carbohydrates, is an excellent way to improve mitochondrial function, enhance, and, and especially in, tr- in cancers. I know you were talking about cancers, and, and there are studies that suggest that, you know, high-carbohydrate diets can affect cancers and and there are studies that have used these ketogenic diets as an adjunct to cancer treatments because the carbohydrates seem to feed the um, you know, feed the cancers. And there's a whole lot of theories on kind of why this occurs. Um, and, and most importantly, um, you know, besides these things is what nutrients can you do to support your mitochondria? And we've had multiple talks about that in the
1: past. And that's what we're going to talk about next weekend. Dr. Capasso is going to join us uh more about the mitochondria in his new program the the Ketoline Complete and we're going it, to you're going to go into a whole show next Saturday uh on this entire topic, right Dr. Capasso?
0: Exactly. I'm going to I'm going to discuss something called exhausted mitochondrial syndrome why most of us have it and how we can fix it.
1: That's great. You know, in the the final moments of the show, I'd just like to take this final moment to dedicate our show today to my father-in-law, Jim Gilson, who passed away last Saturday during our show from kidney cancer. He was 85 and he had the strength of a 25-year-old and taught, taught us all the enjoyment of hard work and the joy of accomplishment every day. While Jim's generation did not fully understand the topics discussed today, they are starting to realize you have choices in your health care. As we close today, say a prayer for all those who have recently died too early due to cancer, like Jim Gilson, and those adults and children that are fighting today. And, and I want everybody to have a very happy and a safe weekend. Dr. Capasso, you will be back next weekend with your show talking about the mitochondria and how you can make a difference in everybody's lives. How's that sound? Thanks, Ray. That
0: was great dedication. Okay, great.
1: Everybody have a safe weekend. And Sean, uh, you and Dr. Kapos will take it over for next weekend. Yes, Okay. Okay. Everybody have a great weekend. Thanks a lot.